You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we have Tamika Spalding joining us again from the northwest of Tasmania. Welcome, Tamika. Hi, how are you going? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. It's good to have you back again. Yes, I always love coming to to do this this new job. I suppose it's not as new anymore. I've been here for since March, so it's a little while now. It's been a little while, and uh, we've certainly appreciated the programs that you've presented for us on Connecting the Dots. That's our series on Fridays, and uh, it's great to have different people. You know, most of the other programs that we present are from pastors, and it's great to have people who are not pastors also talking on our program from Tassie and Canada. So. Thank you again for joining us. And uh, I will just uh, remind you that um, last time, it was two weeks ago, that we had Tamika on, and uh, she covered a program called When to Listen. And that was a a really great program about uh, how we need to listen um, for God to speak to us and how he speaks to us. So uh, you can go back and have a listen to that if you want to on our Faith FM website, faithfm.com.au. You can find under the Listen menu programs and podcasts and find Tassie Encounters and you can scroll back through the dates there two weeks ago every program is dated and you can also download it uh, download our app from the app store that's the Faith FM Australia app grab that and you can download that and listen to all of our past episodes we've done a lot now to make it all together on Tassie Encounters Um, I haven't counted them up but there's a lot (laughs) it's about 300 programs I think we've done maybe that's too many I don't know I'll have to I'll have to do the numbers 300 sounds good (laughs) it's a lot (laughs) anyway in uh, we're about going about 18 months so um, I think this will be our last program maybe with you this year. I'm not sure. Um, we I've got an idea that I haven't spoken to you about yet. We might get you back just uh, for a short bit on our last program, but I'll I'll talk to you about that after today. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, great to have you here again today. And uh, today, what have you got for us? I've got a program that I've entitled Go and See What You Have. And uh, we're going to be... Um, Basically, looking at what we have and what can do and what God can do with what we have, and we'll be exploring the story of the little boy who had the five loaves and two fish, and how, with a prayer of thanks to God from Jesus, five thousand plus people were able to be fed. Mm. Now, you were saying before we went to air that uh, you recently participated in a, a program, sort of a health and lifestyle program. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, I'm at the moment, I'm five weeks into the Live More program that's run by uh, Darren Morton. It's a wonderful program. You can download the app. Um, It's called Wellness, um, the app. And it has just lots and lots of information about how to improve your health and how to get out in the sunshine and how to hydrate yourself. They have all different free programs and they also have a paid um, subscription um, program that I'm yeah, five weeks into. And, yeah, so this this last week it's all been about going and seeing some sunrises and some sunsets. And uh, I will confess that I have seen some sunrises and then come home and gone back to bed. And I have seen some sunsets, which has been spectacular. And then I've come home and stayed up. Mm. So um, 
I'm trying now this week. And my plan is to get some better sleep so that, um, yeah, I don't need to do that. I've kind of still got a little out of kilter, but um, it's been lovely to just spend some time that I normally wouldn't to just go outside and enjoy what God has provided outside. It, it's a great program and it's very uh, holistic, goes through a lot of different points for our general wellness it's um the app is elia wellness it's spelled e-l-i-a wellness.com is the website you can go to to find out more about that but yeah i've done that program last year i did it actually and uh, it was great i must say my biggest issue is just remembering to implement all of the things that we learned so <laughs> um that's the that's the biggest stumbling block for me but anyway um what have we got? Let, let's get on to today's discussion. Go and see what you have is what you've titled it. So let's get into that. Yeah, so um, our verse for today um, is found in Mark 6.38, and I'm using, going to be reading from the NIV for our whole program today. Um, and this verse says, How many loaves do you have? He, Jesus asked, go and see um, what they, the disciples, found out. They said five and two fish. Mm. So this is a well-known story if you've grown up in church or gone to Sunday school or Sabbath school, and uh, it's often a story that's told to the children, but there's a lot to learn from this. Yeah. So and we've got sorry, yeah, a go. question today, yes. Yeah. <laughs> What's our question today? Do you want to share that with our listener? Yes, have you ever had a time in your life where you went somewhere uh, with little and gained much? Yeah, so we'd love to hear from you today. Text us in 0488880891. Have you had a time in your life where you went somewhere with little and gained much? So uh, what are some things uh, to make a, do you think that, you know, sometimes we think we need lots of things and... Uh, you, your question today alludes to the fact that you know we can start off with little and we can gain much. So, what do you think uh, are some things that we often think we need to have? Yeah, well, I think a lot of people think that we do need money, and I mean we we sometimes do need money to start projects off, but quite often uh, we really don't need as much money to start a project off as we might think that we do. So often people think, before I can start something for God, I need a whole bunch of money. And that's not always, well, it's not the case. When you're doing something for God, it's not always the case. Mm. Um, we also have things like possessions and equipment um, to provide a service. Uh, we have our health. We often, um, you know, there's lots lots of us, myself included, that struggle with, um, you know, physical illnesses. Uh, I really struggle with immune issues and uh, struggle with fatigue. And so often I'll think I can't do anything for God because I'm just tired and I, you know, I'm, I'm flat. And, mm. and that can be something that really prevents me. And this is sort of the focus that we're talking about today, which I sort of didn't mention earlier, but, but it's really, you know, when we want to find our purpose, when we want to do something. I think everyone wants to feel like they're contributing valuably, you know, in a valuable way to uh, those around us. And this uh, focus of today's discussion, I guess, is, you know, what is it that we can do in our service to God? And uh, what is it that he wants us to do? And what do we need to do that? Is that, uh, is that a fair enough description? 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, because we're going, yeah, start off exploring some of the topics that, um, or some of the things that that prevent us. But really, we just need to, yeah, give our give our hearts, a willing heart, um, and we can do so much for God. We can. So yeah, there are many things though that we feel like we don't have. You know, like there are things, stumbling blocks, I guess. That. Yeah, well, some of my personal stumbling blocks is I often think, you know, I wish I had, um, you know, a better talent or better giftings. And I know uh, a few months ago, um, well, a few years ago, I wrote a song and a few months ago I sang that song um, in the front of church. And my my singing voice uh, with a little bit of nerves added to the mix isn't, you know, can be pretty shaky. And so before I started the song, I said to the the um, the guy who was uh, playing for me on the piano that I was very nervous and I just I wasn't sure if I would be able to do the job that I thought that I could in my my mind for God. I really wanted to bring glory to God, um, yeah, and I just wasn't sure that I could do it. And he said to me, Tamika, it's not about how great your singing voice is. It's the whole package, the whole story that you're telling, the lyrics mm. that you're singing, the um, the way that you are singing it, um, and it's essentially bringing glory to God. It's not about you. Mm. So you get up and you do the best of what you can do, and God will do the rest mm. because the Holy Spirit can move with just a willing um, heart. And that really hit me because it just took away this uh, thought in my mind that I had to be this perfectionist that I could just sing with the voice that I had and that got you know the Holy Spirit would do the rest so that's often a stumbling block I think also uh, you know you want better capability I know for myself with writing that um, I often think that I'm I can't write well enough but I also forget that God has provided a whole network of people, editors, supporters, encouragers, um, other writers that can help me on my journey. So we're not actually alone. Um, and a, a big one for me is more time. Mm, that, that's uh, a challenge for me too because I tend to try to be involved in too many things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to elaborate a little bit first on more time? Oh, time is a challenge, you know, that I think it's it's really a matter of priorities, isn't it, that um, we always think we need more time or, you know, we have to um, somehow – everybody ultimately has the same amount of time. It's a, it's about where we put our, our priorities and maybe there are some things we need to give up so that we allow uh, some space for some new things that we need to do. Um, there's some other things too, I guess, uh, sometimes – I mean, you sort of mentioned – the idea of our abilities and you know, sometimes we question our training or our background, our education. Uh, you know, if we haven't uh, been formally trained in something, then we feel that we don't have the, you know, authority or the uh, qualification to do something. And uh, sometimes it's just about courage and confidence, I guess. It's... Yeah. Um, we're going to have to go to a break and uh, we'll come back and talk more about this but we would like to hear from you today text us in have you had a time in your life where you went somewhere with little and gained much we'd love to hear from you text us in on zero four one zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. 
Now, this is our first song, When I Found Jesus, by Steph McLeod. When I found Jesus, he was holding on to me. Broken, I couldn't stand upon my feet. With a word, he broke my chains. I was free to breathe again. My life was saved by the love and blood of Jesus When I found Jesus, He was standing over me I was down and out and living on the streets There were times I could have died But the Lord was by my side I didn't know I'd been saved by the blood of Jesus He took the weight off my shoulders And came and gave me rest He came and gave me rest Gave me troubles and Lord I have been blessed when mm. I found Jesus he was walking next to me on the lonely path of a man made destiny must have looked into my eyes Saw the tears and heard my cries For where I stood I was saved by the blood of Jesus The empty promises Of the world had forsaken me
a beautiful song. When I found Jesus, everything changed. I love it. Uh, you're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and today we've got Tamika Spalding with us, and we're talking about the title or the subject of today, Go See and What You Have. And we're going to be looking at the story of feeding 5,000 men. It's actually uh, more than 5,000 people, but it's often referred to as feeding the 5,000. So. Um, before the break, Tamika, we were talking about some things that we think we need uh, in order to do something, in order to do something for God. And uh, we often think we need material possessions, um, we need uh, better health, better capabilities, better giftings, uh, more time we talked about. Is there anything uh, you'd like to share a bit more about that before we move on? Yeah, well, for me, yes, time. Uh, I often say I never have enough time. And I know earlier on in the year I was uh, trying to do exercise and I found a friend and we were actually swimming. We started swimming once a week and then we started swimming twice a week and then when we get in the pool we like to chat. So instead of it being, you know, a 40-minute swim, it turned into an hour swim that turned into an hour-and-a-half swim and then we started doing three days a week at an hour-and-a-half and we'd talk before we got in the pool and after we got in the pool and then it became a routine. So, you know, minimising that time... Uh, was difficult and I got to a point where I thought I'm spending all this time swimming and then I've got other things during the week I'm not actually doing what I I want to do which was I had put my youngest in childcare on um, a few days a week so that I could do some writing uh, for part of my ministry his herd that I've been working on this year and it was sort of being chewed up in other areas and so anyway on one occasion um, after swimming I drove down the road uh, away from the pool and I pulled over and I had a bit of a chat to God and was upset that I have no time and how am I going to tell this lady that I swim with that I need to cut down on the, the time a little. And the response that I immediately got back as a thought was, you have enough time, you're just not using it well. And there was a, a cafe that I'm going to talk about today, actually. This was the first time I ever went into this cafe. Um, I had this thought, go into the cafe and and give that time to me, being God. So I went into the cafe and I sat down and I got out to do some writing. And there was a lady that was sitting there on her own not far from me and um, she was on, the, on her phone talking. And she was talking about... Um, it's just starting to go to church. And so when she hopped off the phone, I couldn't help myself. I, I thought, oh, I might, you know, have a little chat, which I often do with people around me. And she actually, um, I found out, was getting baptised uh, the following week at our Deloraine Church, which is about 20 minutes away from us um, at the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Mm. I'd never met her before, but got along really well with her. Her son... Um, rides mountain bikes like my son and they're the same age he was looking to buy a bike at the time I was looking to sell a bike and so on that day I actually was able to to sell our uh, my son's mo uh, mountain bike to this this boy and um, you know it's been no more than six months now and they actually regularly ride together I've made a really good friend in her we got to talk about God and um, yeah I discovered that just giving my time and using my time for God, uh, we have enough time. Mm. 
And the problem wasn't how long I was swimming or how long I was doing this or how long I was doing that. It was um, how long, how often do I actually say this is time that I'm going to give to God mm. um, in, in the things that we do, in our everyday things. So I learned an important lesson with that. Um, so, but yeah, so I came to the conclusion really that just with the peace of God in our heart, just a willing heart to be grounded in humility to God and just a little bit of faith, we can do so much. Mm. And a lot of these material things and all these hurdles that we have, you know, are they really, are they really something that we should get hung up about? I think we forget, and there's a, a verse, I might look it up uh, during our next break because it's a beautiful verse that says that um, I think Paul's talking to one of the churches and he says, you know, may God bless you with his glorious riches, the, you know, the unlimitless uh, or the limitless glorious riches that God has. We forget that uh, God has, um, you know, the entire universe at his, at his uh, disposal and we we forget that because we think we have to do everything within our own you know capacity and our own limitations and our own resources but if uh, we're doing it for god he can supply things that we don't even know about so yeah. um i'd love to get on to this story yes, we're of get the to that. feeding the five thousand, and i'd really like to know why this is an important one do you think um what what's the importance here for us is it is it important for us to study this yeah, well, in my research for today's program, I found out that this is um, one, uh, well, there's there's two stories that are written in every, all four Gospels, mm. which is the um, the resurrection yeah. of Christ and this one. So if Matthew, Mark, Luke and John thought it was important, I think it's a pretty important message. Yeah. And we can find it, um, I'll just give some references for people. Uh, Matthew 14, 20 to 21, and then we have... Mark 6, uh, verses 30 to 44. And we have it in Luke 9, verses 10 to 17. And John 6, 1 to 14. Hmm. And today we're going to mainly be looking at the account of John and Mark and a little bit of Matthew. But, you know, it's so great that we can have... Um, a perspective of all four because we all see things a little bit differently and notice things a little bit differently because we're you know different individuals so it's always good to get them get them all out read them all and really get nutted you know nutted out and get into it mm. well let's uh, start reading from mark and we're at chapter 6 verse 30 uh, it says the apostles gathered around jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught um, I like the the beginning of this because mm. I don't know about you, but have you ever gone home and start listing all the things that you've done mm. to, you know, I, I know when Luke gets home from work, I start listing all the things that I've done and said and, and you know, taught myself. So we mm. can we can often do that. Yeah. And then verse 31, then because so many people were coming and going that they, this is the disciples, did not even have a chance to eat. Jesus said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So Isn't that nice? He yeah, cared, it is. didn't he? Yeah, he did. Verse 32, So they, the disciples, that's uh, the disciples and Jesus, they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. 
but many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. Wow, that must have been going pretty quick because you'd think that jumping in a boat and going across would be the quick way. But uh, they ran around the shore, it appears. Um, so they're keen to be there. Why were they? Why were they keen? Do you think? Yeah, well, it, um, in we're moving into John six verse two. It, it reveals a few clues. It says a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Mm. And I, I think that's really important because they they had this this little um, they. They had this curiosity mm. for Jesus. They they wanted to. They were actively growing their faith at this point because they wanted to see who this guy was, and um, because they knew that he had been healing the sick, and you know they were willing and keen to follow him and see more. Mm. Uh, back in Mark six thirty four, when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things I like this too it's very relatable Um, you know for me as a mother I know especially when the kids were younger there were times where you were many many times where you're exhausted you're tired you're worn out you're frustrated uh, you know you feel like you just want to kind of hide and sometimes we do hide you know I, I used to hide myself you know in the bathroom or in the loo or uh, in a room that they weren't in sometimes just to get a, a few minutes downtime, mm. but they inevitably would find you. Mm. And, you know, you're the mum. So even though you've got all, you know, you you have all these things going on that you're tired and all of these things, they are, they are helpless and they just want to be around you and your job hasn't, you know, it, it doesn't come to an end. Mm. And inevitably you just keep giving. I think that's uh, often the case, you know, well, certainly in the case of parents. Um, I suspect that for pastors of a church, I think their job is never ended. Um, <laughs> it's almost like they're on call 24-7. And uh, I think, you know, sometimes there's different leadership roles that we, that we hold. Uh, it can be challenging sometimes to be always there for people um, when they have needs and... Uh, they they want us to help them with those uh, things. So that's a challenge for me is to always remember to have compassion on on people, uh, even when you're you know tired and um, you know putting a lot of effort in yourself. So it's time for another break. Remember our listener question: Have you had a time in your life where you uh, went somewhere with little and gained much? Zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one is the number to text us on. Share your uh, experience with us. We'd love to hear from you today. This is I stand in awe. You are beautiful beyond description. Too marvelous for words. For comprehension Like nothing ever seen or heard And who can grasp Your infinite wisdom And who can fathom The depths of your love You are beautiful beyond 
description. Majesty enthroned above, and I stand, I stand in awe of you, and I stand, I stand in awe of you, holy God, to whom all praises do, I stand in awe. Beautiful beyond description, too marvelous for words, too wonderful for comprehension, like nothing ever seen or heard, and who can grasp your infinite wisdom? Who can fathom the depths of your love? You are beautiful beyond description. Majesty enthroned above. And I stand, I stand in awe of you. And I stand. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're speaking with Tamika Spalding on our series Connecting the Dots. And uh, we've been talking about the story of Jesus feeding 5,000 men, which probably means that there was probably 10,000 or 15,000 people there, because uh, with women and children, that would have added up to a lot of people. So uh, go and see what you have. We haven't yet got to that verse, although we did read it earlier, but we're nearly there. So let's keep going. We're at verse 35 in Mark chapter 6. And uh, we we were just talking about how Jesus um, tried to get away from the crowd, but uh, they followed him and he had compassion on them. And in verse 35 it says, By this time it was late in the day, so his disciple came to him, this is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. So send the people away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. Just shows how uh, practical the disciples were and also obviously tired. Yeah, I, it reminds me some some people in our in our church who are always thinking of others and their needs and um, they, they want to 
help them in any way they can. In this case, it was a practical suggestion. Let's let's go and tell them to go and get some food. Uh, but Jesus answered in verse 37, he says, but he answered, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, <laughs> that would take more than half a year's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it, the, give it to them to eat? That's, that's a pretty radical yeah, idea. Yeah, crazy. Half a year's wages. That's uh, quite a lot of money. Imagine that. And who carries that around in their pockets? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I like what it says, though, further down, um, going to John 6, verses 5 and 7, where really it was a bit of a plan by Jesus to kind of get them to think that they actually have the, you know, there there was this impossibility of doing that mm. and that the disciples knew it. Yeah, and I think this was where God was, uh, where Jesus was getting excited, really, because there was a big wow coming, yeah. but they didn't know that yet. Yeah. And yeah, so in John six five to seven, it says, when Jesus looked and saw a great crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, "Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat?" He asked them this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Yeah, and Philip answered him. It would take me more than half a year's wage to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Have a bite, yeah, amazing. Um, so back in Mark, how many loaves do you have, Jesus asked, um, and go and see, he said. So I'm guessing that Jesus had guessed that maybe someone in the crowd had something. Yeah, and I like it that Jesus didn't say, oh, well, it's we got nothing. <laughs> yeah, you've got nothing it. here. Mm. He, act he actively said to the people, well, well, to the disciples, go and see what you do have mm. at your disposal. Mm. So, you know, it was inclusive of them. God didn't leave them helpless. He included them in the miracle, which mm. I love. It is uh, beautiful, and I'm going to jump sidetrack here a little bit, but it's a little bit like our discussion last week on the topic of faith. Jesus, um, we discussed there that faith is actually a, a measure given to us. It says each one is given a measure of faith, and then from that we are to use it. This is a measure of food that was given. You know, someone had something there. God just wants us to use that, and uh, and he did. Uh, so they found out. It says uh, they said they had five loaves and two fish. So not a lot of food to feed, you know, 10,000, 15,000 people. That's right. Um, and it it speaks, uh, well, Andrew specifically spoke up about it because he was wondering how can so little go so far to feed everybody? Mm. Um, and that's, um, I'll read out that first. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Mm. And Jesus directed them, this is back in Mark now, we're jumping between the Gospels, Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in the groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. Yeah, so it was nice that uh, they had nice grass to sit on as well. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it goes further that it's not just that they were sitting on grass, but they were sitting in hundreds and fifties, which is quite, you know, specific. Groups, yeah. And it was calm and orderly. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. It's like, uh, you know, coming together for a meal. Yeah. Although sometimes they can be chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, back in Mark, verse 41, 641 says, Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. Yeah, with little 
Jesus gave much, didn't he? Absolutely. Um, and then in verse 42, they all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. And that's where it mentions the fact that the number of men who had eaten was 5,000. That's uh, huge. So out of the five loaves, you know, it, it makes me wonder, my imagination is wondering how this happened. You know, how do you have a basket, you know, where you've got these five loaves and two fish and you keep handing them out and, you know, they keep getting replenished somehow. I, I struggle to imagine what that looked like, but it's an amazing story. Hmm. Um, but in verse uh, 42 there, they ate and were satisfied. It's uh, it's great, isn't it, that Jesus um, provided out of this small amount of food he provided for all the people. And I like it in John 6, verse 12. Uh, it says, When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. Mm. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. We were discussing this earlier, Tamika, is that I wonder what happened to those leftovers. But the fact that Jesus said, Let nothing be wasted, I'm sure he had somewhere for those uh, baskets of food to go. Uh, perhaps they took them back into the town and gave them to needy people or something. Who yeah. knows? We don't know. It doesn't tell us, but I can imagine it went to good use. That's that's right. And, um, yeah, so I, I think, you know, as, as you noted before, it would have been much more than 5,000 people. Mm. And, you know, when we are at our because it was evening, people were tired, they would have been hungry. And have you ever noticed that when we are our most vulnerable and tired and hungry and stressed and worn out and empty, that those wow moments from God just seem so big? Yeah. And uh, I love it in uh, John 6, verse 14. It said, After the people saw the signs Jesus performed, they began to say, Surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. And so they knew in their in the impossibility of this miracle and in the place that they were um, physically, emotionally, mentally, that this this guy had to be the real deal. Mm. And um, that would have just been a place where it, it provided evidence for them for their faith to grow. Mm. Absolutely. We're going to go to a break in a moment. We've got a book offer today called The Fullness of Faithfulness, and it's 20 inspirational testimonies of how women found God's peace and leading in turbulent times. And this is written by Laurie Bryan. Amid the piles of bills and bickering children and the boiling pot on the stove, you may feel as though you do not have a moment to call your own. But even the bills and the children and the food are not truly your own. God lent those uh, these responsibilities. Sorry, God lent you these responsibilities long ago with a specific future in mind. His faithfulness can provide when your strength is at its weakness, weakest. How then can you discover and implement God's plan for your life? In twenty inspirational testimonies, the fullness of faithfulness shows how women can find God's peace and leading in these turbulent times are you willing to discover god's plan for the life you thought was your own more details about this and the code to claim this right after the break this is love one another by david james david carter love one 
on Faith FM and today we're finishing up our program with Tamika Spalding. The program's titled Go See What You Have and this is what Jesus said when uh, he, they had no food to feed these 5,000 people and he said go see what you have and then he, of course he multiplied that to be able to feed not just 5,000 that was 5,000 men but uh, many people. Before the break we were talking about our book offer today. It's called The Fullness of Faithfulness and it's 20 inspirational testimonies of how women found God's peace and leading in turbulent times. Now we've got four copies to give away and the code for this book offer today is CONNECT33. CONNECT33. Text that into 0488-880-891. CONNECT33 to claim one of four copies, the first four in, will get this book today. Tamika, I know you've got a story to share that uh, sort of relates to our study that we've done today. Yeah, so um, not that long ago, I woke up and my first thought was, uh, and my first thought really was, uh, it was lack of time for cooking. Now, I don't like cooking at the best of times, 
but I quite often run out of time and, you know, don't always cook the um, the meals that I'd like to cook in the evening uh, because I would prefer to be doing uh, writing and programming and I often in the evening, you know, it's busy with, I've got four children and, um, you know, they need help with homework, which is now getting to the point where it's, I have to do some study so I know how to teach them um, to understand their homework sometimes. Mm. So, you know, nights are busy. And so I had this little little whinge session, little prayer that if I just would like, um, I would I would have more time to do writing if I could, um, you know, just organise myself with cooking. And anyway, I went to this cafe. There's multiple cafes that I go to, but I went to a cafe to do some writing on the day that I'd organised to write. And, uh, yeah, came in and normally... At one at one o'clock, I always order some food um, for lunch there. And this particular day, I went to to order some food, and I was actually at minus thirteen dollars because a bill had come out early, and I didn't have enough money then to buy. And I felt quite guilty about that. At that point, I actually considered leaving because uh, I don't like to sit there all day long and then you know, not actually buy anything from them because they're so supportive. They've actually gone out of their way. They provide me, um, uh, because I've, you know, been a regular there, they actually provide me with an area now that has a, a PowerPoint that I can use and um, they go out of their way to to help me. Um, and basically, even without me ordering food, uh, the the owner came over and provided my normal order. And I said to him, I'm really sorry, but I actually can't afford to pay you today. And he said, oh, I thought it might be something like that, but you can have it anyway. And I said, oh, I'll pay for it the next time I come in. And he said, you know, don't worry about it. He wasn't bothered at all. Um, and then in the evening, just before I um, went to leave the cafe, uh, one of the owners, um, co-owners came over and she said, I've actually got some food here for you. Uh, we normally give our leftover food to um, a person who goes out and distributes it to different places, but he's no longer in that line of work. And she said, we'd already organised this morning before you came in that we would offer it to you first. And I just thought, wow, like I've got meals. Mm. So I I took those meals um, and I was so excited about it. And I, I got in the car and I just felt so happy that I'd had – they'd actually packaged the meals up into um, quite a few uh, containers um, that I could put in the freezer and just use as I, I needed to, and the quantity was quite large, so I was quite excited about it. Anyway, I drove to my childcare – the childcare centre to pick up my youngest daughter, and, um, yeah, I was actually actively praising God, and when I got there, I had this thought that – the majority of that food I'd just been given, I should hand over to the child carer that was was there. And I thought it was a quite a bizarre thought because mm. you don't often go and say, huh, I've got, you know, f- food for you. Mm. And sometimes, you know, if there's no real reason to do that, it can come across as a bit rude or brash. or And so even though I had the thought to give her the food, I just left it in my car because I I didn't want to embarrass her. And when I came out, she actually said to me, today I'm going to start ordering on every every Thursday a takeout meal for myself. And um, 
she sort of talked a little bit about about why that she just didn't have time to cook and so I said to her would you be interested in having some some food and she goes oh I would love that and so I came out of the car grabbed grabbed the food brought it back to her and yeah I wasn't I was surprised at her response um and I didn't realize but her husband had just recently passed away um from cancer and you know they'd been married for over 30 years mm. and she actually couldn't bring herself to cook because mm. the idea of cooking for one sitting by herself was just too great and mm. so she'd been eating a lot of um you know chips just chip uh you know your packet chip packets packet chips, yeah. packet mm. chips that's right mm. <laughs> and um just easy to grab snacks because that's what she could handle and she said all i really felt like was a vegetable soup and I, and one of those um you know, quite a few of those meals uh, were vegetable soups. So she was quite surprised. Anyway, I gave them to her. But I also knew that the promise just before I left was from the cafe, if we have more food, you, we will give you more. Mm. So skipping forward a week, I went to the cafe again and I was given more food. Mm. And as I drove back, the, you know, doing the same thing a week later and I came to... Um, the same lady, I I gave her more food and I had some food and she had some food and that happened, you know, several weeks ago now and what I've been surprised by is I've actually found some time to cook in that, in this, you know, period uh, and every Thursday I either cook something for her or I give her some food um, from the cafe mm. and it's it's actually grown... Um, like strengthened our our friendships. Um, so I've got a stronger friendship with the cafe. I have a stronger friendship with my childcare, family daycare um, worker. And what really what I learnt from this was that you know, God had compassion for my whinging that first morning, and He had compassion for my childcarer. And you know I came. This is the, the first time I had come to the cafe with nothing. You know, I, was, I started with minus $13. Mm. And looking back in hindsight, since that day, it's continued to give and give. And I just felt like that was such a good reflection um, after reading the, the story of the feeding of the 5,000 of how God still today works in the same way where he just grows big things out of nothing to surprise us to grow us in faith, to bless other people, and to um, to to help us realise that it's not all about us. Mm. And you know, he wants us to be real with each other. He wants us to actively help each other in a real way. It's it's not just you know doing drop offs and and saying superficial hellos. Mm. I'm I'm impressed with the kindness of the cafe owners as well, Tamika. You know that uh, they obviously appreciate your regular custom there, but um, their willingness to um, you know provide you food on a day where you didn't have money, and, and not only that, but more food, is uh, pretty impressive as well. And uh, I think you know that's a real lesson that um, you've shared in your story is that. God provided for you, not just for you, but so that you could provide for others as well. And I think that's a that's a key lesson that you think in in this story that 
God doesn't just provide for us as Christians, but he uh, He provides us more than enough. Uh, and he wants to provide for, you know, everyone really. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Have you got any uh, final comments in our 45 seconds left that we've got? <laughs> well, I think initially when I was just given all of that food and then realised that within five minutes of receiving it to, to give it away, um, another little take-home message really is don't be scared of giving away what God has blessed you with because mm. it's, it does not mean that you're missing out um, you know, I could have missed out on a real miracle and it could have gone very selfishly if I had not openly handed that food over. So uh, never be afraid to give away what you have because mm. it'll just grow. And God promises to supply our needs and uh, to look after us. And uh, if you want to read more about that, I think it's Matthew chapter 6 where... He talks about that, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. It's a beautiful promise that God looks after us. Um, I think that's come to the end of our program. Thank you, Tamika. Next week on Connecting the Dots, we've got Carmelina Bacchino, our new presenter. She's going to uh, prepare a program for us called What is Love? I'm looking forward to working with her on that one. Uh, and, of course, on Monday, we've got Mark Falconer joining us. He's talking about, is Jesus really serious about bringing people to account when mob rules? It's an interesting topic, that one. Remember the code for the day if you haven't claimed the book. We've got four books only to give it away, Fullness of Faith, and it's CONNECT33 is the code. CONNECT33, text it into 488 so I would just like to say this today. May God bless you and uh, may he enable you to bless others in your journey as he blesses you. This last song is called May the Good Lord Bless You and Keep You, as we know he does. Thanks, Tamika. May the good Lord bless and keep you. Whether near or far away May you find that long-awaited golden day Today May your troubles all be small and your blessings ten times ten. May the good Lord bless and keep you till we meet again. May you walk with sunlight shining and the bluebird. Never mind what might have been
the good Lord bless and keep you.